everyone. Welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and it is Thursday, January 26th. And if you are a passionista, you know what this day means. Today was the season finale of The Secret Life of Amy Benson. And it's hard to believe. I, I don't know. Like I think we're in like one of those vortex years where time goes really quickly because the first two episodes premiered right before Christmas on December 22nd. And now we've reached the sixth episode and the first season is over. And it feels like it was just the blink of an eye. It went by so quickly, but it was so amazing. They've, they did such a great job with the first season and I cannot wait to see what comes in season two. Even though we know what the story is and we know what happens in the story, it doesn't matter because it's always fun to see it come to life. So even though it kind of ended on a cliffhanger, having the resolution of season two will be something that is just, oh, I, I can't even describe how excited I am. And there's something about having a series as opposed to movies. I don't know. I really like it. I really like it. I really hope that we have more series in the future from Passion Flicks. I think that's going to be something that happens. They have so many projects. I mean, when you look at the list of all of their option projects, there are so many books that would make wonderful series. And I really hope that that we we do have series because there is something, you know, as much as as much as I love movies and even with the Gabriel movies, you know, even knowing that there's three movies instead of one big movie, I really like the idea of spreading it out over time. I like that it lasts. It doesn't, you know, I mean, once you watch a movie, you're done. You're done. It's over. Being able to go from December to January watching episodes each week, it's special. There's something really cool about it. In the future, I would love to see more episodes in a season. I'd love to see longer episodes. Um, one of the differences, one of the main differences between Driven and Secret Life of Amy Benson is that the episodes were much shorter with Amy Benson. Um, the Driven episodes were, what, 40 minutes to an hour? And uh, with Driven and, and with uh, Amy Benson, they were about 30 minutes. And I remember Tosca saying in the when they were developing the series, I remember reading something or hearing something that they were... They were planning on the episodes being shorter, and while I think that was a good thing, if, if I had to say one thing that I didn't like, it was just that it went by so quickly, and I would have loved more, but I don't think that I would find anyone in the Passion Flicks community who doesn't want more, so I think that's something that we would all say, is we'd love to have more of all of it, because it really it just went by so fast. Except when you were watching the episodes, because I don't know about you, but as I was watching all of the episodes, it felt like they were much longer than 30 minutes. I don't know how that's possible, but again, the vortex. We're in a vortex, and clearly, when you're watching passion flicks, you just kind of get lost, and time becomes meaningless, and you're just in this vortex. So I will take the vortex. I will take it as much as we can, as we can have. I, I would love to have more opportunities to be lost in the passion flicks vortex. And, um, judging by their busy schedule this year, I think we're going to be doing that very much in the coming years. So definitely something to look forward to. Now I wanted to take a chance and, uh, 
talk about the whole season, you know, now that we've, we've all seen the whole season and we can kind of go through and, and talk about it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things. If you listen to the podcast that I did with Maddie McCormick, who played Amy, one of the things that is so striking about this role compared to some of the other roles that we've seen in you know, other passion flicks movies and, and even in other, you know, other productions, you know, it it doesn't have to be a passion flicks movie. It doesn't have to be based on a a book. It could be a a romantic comedy. It could be a romance. It could be a drama. You know, one of the things that's very different about Amy Benson is that it's a, I mean, it's a romantic thriller. If you, if we're really going to, you know, get down to it, I mean, it really isn't, you know, girl meets guy, they fall in love happy ever after. I mean, this is, this is a story of a woman who's been through severe trauma. She's constantly uprooting her life. She's young. I mean, she's, she's barely out of college and she's had to deal with the loss of her family and the loss of her identity and not having a stable place to live and not knowing who she can trust. I mean, there is a lot going on. So this is a story that you know, as soon as you get into it, as soon as you start watching it, you realize that it's not going to play out like other stories. So throughout the series, what you see is this incredible, I mean, Maddie did such an amazing job with this character because it's not the kind of character that's easy to play. You know, this is someone who, you know, she's falling for this guy that she meets and she knows that, you know, I mean, she's, she's literally in the middle of, of moving from one identity to another when she meets Liam. And we know, I mean, Casey King did a fantastic job playing the intensity and, and bringing the intensity of, of Liam and, of a billionaire who gets what he wants and he knows what he wants and he knows how to get it. And, you know, there's, there's something really, I mean, it's not the easiest role to play, you know, I mean, you kind of think like, Oh, you know, billionaire, that can't be that hard, but you know, this, there's, there's, it's two pronged. It's, it's, it's two pronged for both of them. And I think this is, this is the really fascinating part. There's attraction for both of them. And then there is, you know, there's, terror for Amy because she doesn't know if she can trust anybody. As much as she wants to trust Liam, she doesn't know if she can trust him. And then on on Liam's side, you have, you know, someone who's used to getting what he wants. He's absolutely attracted to her. She disarms him at every turn. But he's frustrated by the fact that he can't get through to her. She doesn't trust him. And no matter what he does, he knows that he's meeting this resistance. And in the season finale, she finally kind of gives him a sense of what he's up against that, you know, she's dealing with this, this really intense trauma from her past. She doesn't give him details, but she gives him just enough to know that, you know, this isn't something that, that he can just fix. It's not easily fixable. And so to play a relationship where two people are, are being faced, you know, he has his own demons and, you know, she has her own demons. And so two people who have this incredible attraction, but they don't know how to really deal with the emotions and the, the thoughts and the, you know, the things that keep them up at night. They don't know how to deal with all of these things, but they just know that 
they're better together. And even when they're in the, you know, uh, you know, as, as you see throughout the series, you know, that they, they definitely have a more intense relationship in the bedroom and he demands, uh, you know, with her permission, with her consent, he always checks her consent, um, you know, but he demands her, her submission in the bedroom. And, and he knows that it's a way for him to kind of gain control and give her a space where she can feel safe as much as that's possible. So it's, you know, when you look at their, when you look at how those two characters interact, imagine playing those characters, you know, I mean, it's, it, there's so many challenges to that and having to constantly, you know, you can't have the, the look across the room where they're just filled with love and happiness. I mean, that, that's not that kind of story. That's not what we're working with. And so seeing that play out is just, it's just so much fun. And along the way, we have these other great characters. We have Dylan Nunez, who plays Jared, and we have Georgia Simmons, who plays Meg. And then in the season finale, we meet uh, Derek, who's uh, Liam's best friend. He's played by Jason Kyle Johnson. And all of these people are in Amy's life. All of a sudden, they all kind of arrive at the same time. And she doesn't know if she can trust any of them. And there's reasons that she shouldn't trust any of them. Um, you know, when it comes to Liam, he's got this tattoo. He's got this design that reminds her of the pyramids, that reminds her of her father and the, in the being an archaeologist. And so there's reasons that she shouldn't trust him. There are, you know, with, with Jared, he's got the Texas connection and he's mysterious and he's, you know, the neighbor who just happened to show up and all of a sudden he's there and he's a hacker. And so he's mysterious. And then there's Meg, who's kind of the intermediary between her and her new boss. And as much as she wants to believe that Meg is just kind of a flighty person who doesn't really pay attention to things, Amy is starting to pay attention. And she's starting to realize there is something very, very wrong. And Liam picked up on that right away. He did not believe for a moment that that Amy was moving to Denver, had no idea what she was really doing, walks into an empty apartment. Like from the very beginning, he had a problem with that. And it turns out that his instinct was right. And, you know, Amy, to, to a large extent, also knew that there were issues, but she also was used to having to pick up her life and kind of trust that things were going to work out. This time though, she's not, she has no money in her bank account. She hasn't had money in her bank account for a while. Um, she discovers that the, the business where, you know, where she's been meeting Meg, it's, it's empty. Uh, the list of clients doesn't really make sense. So there's a lot of things that, you know, as time passes that Amy is, is starting to see that just it, she doesn't know if she can really trust anyone. And that comes to a head in the season finale when she overhears a conversation between Liam and Derek, and they're talking about her computer and how Liam can take care of Amy. And she starts to realize, you know, maybe she put too much trust in these people and she takes off and that's where the season left off. It was an intense finale. It, it absolutely, it delivered, you know, the, the heat, the intensity, um, you know, you also, it, it was, it was a beautiful, it was beautiful for seeing the moments where Amy and Liam were just a normal couple, you know, when they were at the dinner with, uh, with the business partner and, you know, Amy's talking about, you know, ways that they can make 
make their business better. And, you know, she's clearly impressing everybody and she's doing a great job and, and she compliments Liam and, you know, he's got this harsh exterior and he's known for being this brash and kind of reclusive billionaire in his circles. And she brings out a different side of him and Derek sees it immediately. And really, you know, she's making him a better person, but at the end of the day, he still can't get through to her the way he wants. And, you know, it, it, we do see how much, I mean, he's, he shows her and, and, you know, she, she wants him to come back after he left to, you know, go take care of his father's accident and take care of everything in the, in the finale. And, and she passes out and hits her head and he's right there with her to take care of her. You know, he came home just in time to, to, to find her on the floor and, there's, you know, seeing that, seeing the kind of care and consideration that he has for her, it's really special. I mean, you can just tell this connection right away. It's one of the reasons that I love the series. I think that Lisa Renee Jones, I think she really created this, as, as much as they shouldn't work, they do work, if, if that makes sense. Like, you know, it's an intense relationship. Liam is demanding and he's grumpy and he can have his moments, but she breaks him down and she disarms him. And the reason that she's bringing out all of his protective instincts are spot on. I mean, he knows there is something very, very not right with the situation, but he doesn't know what it is. And if you've read the books, we know what's going on in that conversation with Derek but Amy doesn't know what it is. And so that's going to be really interesting to explore in the next season. Now, I really want to give a shout out here at this point. Um, you know, Tosca directed the first two episodes and then the, the majority of the series of, of season one and season two uh, is is and will be directed or has been because it's already been filmed. Um, it was directed by Stasha Crawford, and she did a fantastic job bringing this story to life. There's a lot of moving pieces with the story, and you can definitely see that she was taking care to make sure that the story played out in a way that was true to the book and also, you know, gave uh, Maddie and Casey and the entire cast, you know, space to kind of find their own way and find these characters and it really came out it, it came out beautifully and so Stasha you did a fantastic job and, and obviously I have nothing but praise for for Maddie for playing such a, a complicated character and having to go through all of these emotions I mean the, the intensity of the emotions that Amy goes through from just absolute fear primal primal fear to to terror, to uncertainty, to, you know, falling in love with this guy and, and wishing that he could be the one to solve her problems. Those are some complex emotions. And, and Maddie does a fantastic job delivering this performance that just, just captures the essence of who Amy Benson is. Casey King is phenomenal. There's, there's something about the way that he has there it's his eyes i think it's his eyes he doesn't even have to say anything he has this look and if you just if you covered up his face and you were just looking at his eyes you could see the intensity that he brought to this role and and being able to play a character like liam i mean 
let's do the math. How many billionaires are there in the world? It's not like you can just go study billionaires. It's not like shadowing a doctor, let's say, or playing a lawyer and just going and sitting in a courtroom and listening to how they conduct their business. I mean, playing a you know, billionaire romance is such a funny thing because we're all kind of taking a shot in the dark. Very few of us actually know billionaires to be able to, to be like, yeah, this is what they do. And I think to a large extent, what we think we know or what we think we think we know uh, probably isn't true anyway. So, you know, coming up with this character, you know, he was using the book and, and using what Lisa Renee Jones came up with and, and making Liam his own. And he absolutely did a fantastic job, but you can just see the intensity. And that's what really, I think was so important in bringing Liam to life is, is being able to bring that fire and that passion. I mean, this is someone it's not, you know, with Liam, it's not entitlement. It's, I mean, it kind of is. Cause I think if you're a billionaire, you kind of feel like you're entitled to things. But again, that's just my projection because I don't know any billionaires, but you know, like it's, it's complicated because you have to play someone who's used to getting whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. And when he can't get what he wants and he can't express himself the way that he's, the way that he wants to, there's some frustration there. And Casey did a fantastic job kind of bringing out that the intensity and the just the the desire that he has for this woman that he just met he doesn't understand it himself and and to be able to convey that um you know the the intense desire and in the frustration and the longing and the just the you know the the desire he did a fantastic job i think i have to say that dylan was phenomenal as jared and there's something i mean cuz jared is such a if you've read the books, you know who Jared is and what he's up to and what his role in the story is. And I just kept thinking, I have it, I have it in my notes. Um, you know, I, I wrote down smart ass because you just, you just see it. You just see that cocky. He knows that he's really smart. He knows that, that he and, and Liam will never be friends. And he just has this little look, this mischievous little look and this little smirk. And he just see, I, I feel like he steals every scene that he's in. I think, I mean, absolutely brilliant job from, from Dylan. Georgia was in a very complicated situation with the role of Meg, because you want to love Meg. You want to be like, Meg is here to help Amy. And then as her story starts to fall apart, you're like, Meg is not helping Amy in any way what is Meg doing? And to be able to play that with the kind of believability, it's not an easy thing to do. And I think that, that Georgia did a fantastic job that, and we're just getting to know Derek. We barely know him. He's, we scratched the surface. He brought food. He was at dinner. He was, you know, we know that he is one of Liam's best friends. And so I'm looking forward to season two when we get to know Jason Kyle Johnson better. So here we are. We're at the end of season one. The question on everybody's minds, when is season two coming out? Now, I wrote an article today. I Full disclosure, I do not know when season two is coming out. And even if I did know, even if I did know, I couldn't tell you because it's not time to tell you. But I don't know. In this case, I do not know what the date is. 
So I'm just playing around, just doing some conjecture based on observations. Um, based on what we know, we know that season two has been filmed. It's in post-production. So it's, it's essentially close to being ready. But so too is the movie Wait With Me. Amy Dawes movie that is going to be fantastic. Cannot wait for Wait With Me. Or wait, yeah, Wait With Me. Can't wait for it. Cannot wait for Wait With Me. That is also in post-production. That is also, it, it's been filmed, it's in post-production, it is getting ready. If I had to venture a guess, I'm going to say that Wait With Me will come out before season two of Amy Benson. So then the question becomes, when will that be? There have been some things, um, things on social media that lead me to believe that if I had to, if I had to set dates, I would say that Wait With Me will be out in March. And I think that Amy Benson will be out probably May or June, depending on when Wait With Me comes out. Here's my rationale. It's not going to be, Wait With Me won't be ready for Valentine's Day because that came out, I think that was in a tweet somewhere from Passion Flicks. It's not ready yet. So if it's not ready yet, uh, if it's not ready for Valentine's Day, maybe it'll be ready for, for February at some point, but I'm guessing March. Now, another clue is the Readers Take Denver event, and that is at the end of March. Now, I don't know that it's going to be at the end of March, but... There is, if you look at the, there's a tweet going around about Passion Flicks being at this event, and they are doing a red carpet event at Reader's Take Denver. Now, if we know that they could have a big party and a big red carpet event without having the movie premiere, it could already be out. They could just be doing a screening and then save the premiere for Reader's Take Denver. But they could also use that event as the place to do the world premiere of Wait With Me. So my guess is that Wait With Me is going to come out around the time of Readers Take Denver. So that means that we'll probably have uh, Secret Life of Amy Benson probably May, probably June. It'll run for six weeks. By the time we get done with that... By the time we get done with that, it will be time for the first installment of Gabriel's Redemption. Of course, I don't know this for any with any certainty, but I would imagine that the first installment will be late summer, early fall. And if that's the case, then we'll have this, you know, kind of buffer between, I don't even know, I can't even imagine what other projects are about to go into development this year. Cause I know that they're ha they have a busy year of, of movies being filmed and projects in the works. And, and I know that Kristen Proby has got scripts and you know, they're, they're, they're working on those. And, and so there's, there's a lot of pieces in the air, but if I had to guess, that would be my guess. And so I'm thinking that it's going to be a while, a couple of months before we see the season two of the secret life of Amy Benson. But thankfully, thankfully it was filmed at the same time. And that means that we will have it sooner rather than later, because if they hadn't filmed it yet, it would be even later than this summer. So I'll take what I can get. Definitely just 
my gratitude to Tosca and Allie and Lauren and the entire Passion Flicks team has no bounds. The The work that they're doing is just, uh, from someone, I, I guess I have to preface this, because I work in the entertainment industry, because I write and I cover, you know, cover entertainment, I have a little bit of an understanding of what goes on at the industry level. And there is a lot of uncertainty right now in the entertainment sphere uh, between studios cutting costs. I mean, if you're if you're paying attention to what's going on at HBO, Warner Brothers and uh, with the Discovery merger, I mean, they're cutting shows left and right. Netflix is cutting shows left and right. Uh, movies aren't being made. There's just it, there's so much uncertainty right now. So the fact that Passion Flicks is able to go full steam ahead is it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's a testament to the work that they do. They're going above and beyond. They don't have huge teams of people. Um, you know, they don't have huge budgets. They don't have all of the stuff that these big studios are used to working with. And that's why they can do what they do. So, you know, I know that it can be really frustrating as fans. Like, we know this stuff has been filmed. Like, why can't we have it sooner? And my answer, you know, and again, this is just me. This is just me as, as a passionista, just like you, with a little bit of insider knowledge as to how this stuff works. The answer, the reason that we can't have it sooner is that it takes a lot of effort to be able to do as much as they're doing with what they have to work with. And, uh, you know, just sitting at PassionCon last year talking to, uh, you know, talking to Margie and talking to Michael and talking to, you know, the, the team about all of the, the hats that they wear and the things that they're doing. You know, obviously they have different teams of editors and different teams of photographers and cinematographers and directors. And, you know, they have a lot of people working it with, you know, wearing lots of, of different hats. It's not like they only have one camera person and one director. It's not, it's not like that. But even still, the fact that they can make, I mean, the fact that they could make, we, what we know of right now is that there will be, what, let's see, Wait With Me was being filmed, or that was, I guess that was last year. Uh, so Gabriel's Redemption, that's three movies, and then whatever other movies they film for the rest of the year. I mean, they're, they're, they're busy, busy people. So I know that we want to have it sooner rather than later, but the fact that we're getting it at all within months of the second of the first season is incredible. And if you don't believe me, I will just point to, oh, I don't know, House of Dragons. House of Dragons isn't coming until like the next season of House of Dragons won't be here until next year. It premiered last year. Most of the shows that we watch these days, you are lucky to get the second season inside of a year. It didn't, it didn't always work like that. That's the world we live in now. So it takes time. So the fact that these things are coming so quickly is just, it's just amazing. It's a testament to the work that they do. And I don't mean to ramble on about that, but I just, I really, it's, it's something that really is important to me because if you know how hard it is to do what they're doing, you will understand why it takes a little bit longer and why they have to be a little bit more conservative with releasing things. They can't just release it right away because it, it takes time to get all of this stuff done. So that's the last thing I will say is that I just, 
yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Passion flicks for all that you do. Thank you to anybody who's made it to the end of this podcast. Cause I was just kind of rambling on about that, but I really do appreciate that you've made it this far. And I appreciate that this season was amazing. Can't wait for season two of the secret life of Amy Benson. And I can't wait to hear what you think about the secret life of Amy Benson. So if you've made it to this point in the podcast, reach out to me on social media. Let me know what you thought. You know where to find me at Sarah Beth Pollock on Twitter and Instagram. Leave me a note. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you thought of the performances. Let me know when you think it might be out. The the second season might be out. Let's talk. Let's engage. It's the best thing about the Passion Flicks community is that we have a Passion Flicks community. So let's talk and let's celebrate this amazing series and the amazing cast and crew that brought it to life. So thank you to everybody for making The Secret Life of of Amy Benson a a reality. And thank you, fellow fellow passionistas, for being so supportive of Passion Flicks. And um, certainly on a personal note, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting my efforts to bring you interesting content about Passion Flicks and all of the other stuff. And yeah, you never know who might join me on the next podcast. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk soon. Thanks everybody.